should you stay or should you go now? So sorry about that, I had to, but moving can protect your paycheck. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Eric Powers back with you to talk about your finances and ways to save more money and improve in your investment strategies so that you can reach retirement sooner rather than later. Please tap the follow button to subscribe and thanks if you've already done so. Now, what's the topic of today's show? We're gonna talk about why high earners are leaving certain states and cities in the US. And nope, it's not because of mosquitoes, although that's important. Taxes are sucking the blood out of paychecks. And although that's one reason why high earners are moving elsewhere, we'll look at other stories and facts, along with other reasons people with high incomes are picking up to move. We've got some good info that you can use whether you're planning to move soon or whether you've already picked up stakes because you got tired of the paycheck getting shredded by taxes or some other factor that pushed you out. We'll also have some bonus stuff at the very end of the show. All right, let's start with this alarming statistic. The Manhattan Institute said that New York City's highest earners pay the highest combined state and local income taxes in the US. And also data from the IRS shows that the country's highest earners are moving away from New York and California. It's known people love California for the weather, you can't beat it, I lived there at one point, and people love New York because it's the world of infinite things to do and experiences, although the pandemic did alter things there, of course. But look, at a certain point, endless sunny 70 degree days or the Big Apple experience are not going to be as tempting when the tax man gets an enormous chunk of your paycheck. Most Americans don't mind paying their fair share for roads and services to continue, but when their fair share isn't fair anymore, what can you do except try to save money? And if that means moving somewhere that isn't tough on hard workers and high earners, hey, whatever it takes, right? After all, you're the one who has to consider your retirement date, your lifestyle, and even what you have to leave for your children. And I can't blame anyone who moves to another state to avoid overpaying in taxes. And that could mean income, which is the biggie, property and local taxes. I actually find it amazing that more pro athletes don't flock to states with no income tax at all. It happens, but not as much as it could. We could have all-star teams in Florida and Texas if enough superstars woke up and decided they had enough of getting tackled by the tax code. In case you're wondering, Florida and Texas are attracting more and more top dollar workers. Between 2019 and 2020, Florida saw a net gain of over 20,000 high income earners, while Texas gained over 5,000. And it's not just a state thing. Cities have even more localized issues causing high earners and business owners to flee. So I saw a report a few years back that found 39,000 of San Francisco's highest earners who had filed federal income taxes for 2018 had moved out of the city before they filed the 2019 return. Collectively, they took $10.8 billion in income with them, while people who moved into the city during that same period reported just $3.8 billion of income. The county that saw the wealthiest movers from San Francisco on average was Teton County, Wyoming, home of Jackson Hole's famous ski resorts. See, the cities that have been top places to live for decades are not the only game in town anymore. Small population areas like Wyoming have a lot to offer depending upon your hobbies, your family life, and your goals. All of which you'll have more options if you have more paycheck left at the end of the day. Plus, those who take up residence in San Francisco have to trek to Tahoe for skiing. But there is something in places like San Francisco that's unwanted, even if the tax rate was reasonable and houses were more affordable. Big cities are being shown to be pretty unhealthy. I was reading a Psychology Today article discussing that very thing. And the idea was that too much civilization is not a good idea. Various studies were used to conclude several points. 
mental health problems seem to be significantly more prevalent in larger societies. That finding seems to be general across geographical locations. And also very concerning, loneliness rates tend to be higher in relatively large, densely populated cities versus comparable rates in smaller scale societies. Hey, it's one thing to protect your wealth from Uncle Sam, but it's even more important to protect your health, mental and physical. Gain the whole world or lose your mind plus stress your body into illness, well, that's just not a good trade in my opinion. All right, so I mentioned Texas and Florida as places that many high earners have moved to. Well, it turns out the Sun Belt in general is a popular relocation area. That area stretches from the southeast to the southwest and get this, nine out of 10 states with the largest influx of high earning households headed to the Sun Belt. It's getting crowded where the weather is mostly warm folks. The new gold rush is folks seeking sun and more take home pay. And here are the top 10 states that saw all those moving vans roll in. Florida was the most popular by far. Next was Texas, then Arizona, followed by North Carolina, then surprisingly South Carolina, then Tennessee, Colorado, Nevada. Idaho was number nine and number 10 was Utah. To compare, Utah had about 1,500 high income families arrive while Florida had roughly 20,300. South Carolina had about 4,000 and I've got to give a quick shout out to one of my clients that did that. Hey, must be all of those golf courses in Hilton Head and Greenville being a big relocation spot for people tired of Atlanta traffic from what I understand. Those stats are based upon the net number of high earning households added to each state from 2019 to 2020 using the inflow and outflow of tax filers making at least 200,000 in each state. I know, I know, moving is no easy thing to do, especially cross country. And when you don't know anyone there, it's really tough. Yet our ancestors headed into America across stormy seas, not on comfortable cruise ships either, some pretty sketchy boats that they climbed aboard, and those who headed west did so on wagon trains with only beans, biscuits, and beef jerky for their journey. And guess what? It paid off because many of them got to be the first to enjoy perfect weather in California or the natural beauty of Oregon and Washington. And yeah, moving is scary, but getting out of your comfort zone is the right move most of the time, especially when hefty taxes are making you and yours uncomfortable. Working long hours and bringing home about half of what workers in other locations do can be a big motivator to change things up, no doubt. All right, so now that we've given the tax man a good tongue lashing, let's look at another factor driving high earners out of some cities and states. Crime, as I said, paying for public service is part of living in society. When you see that local society in shambles, it'll make you think though, and grab a map uh, and log on to Zillow. So we looked a little more in depth at the crime factor and we'll leave a helpful link in the show notes that shows crime stats based upon FBI data. You can compare two cities at a time, which is very helpful to see what your current zip code looks like compared to where you might wanna to move to. As an example, we punched in Chicago versus Milwaukee. We just picked those out of the air, thinking Chicago would be worse like Mad Max or something. But according to the data, Milwaukee scored worse in violent crime at 73.1 on a scale of 1 to 100, 100 being the worst. Chicago scored right in the middle of the range at 49.9. For property crime, Milwaukee was worse as well though, 59.9 with Chicago coming in at 46.3. Neither city is a shining example of safe neighborhoods though, because the national average score for violent crimes was 22.7. And for property crime, it was 35.4. And you have to consider how those are scored, big populations versus small ones. So be sure to consider when you do comparisons based upon crime or any other factor that might impact your decision to relocate. 
Another factor that comes into play is the type of place that you want to live. And this is loosely connected to the mental health aspect that we discussed earlier. Some cities are prone to single people. We tracked down a chart and highlighted the top 10 solo cities in the US. Want to guess where most people are living alone? They aren't in Montana. One person can't run a giant ranch. And obviously I've been watching way too much Yellowstone. But as it turns out, some of the largest metros can be some of the loneliest. The number one solo city was actually San Francisco, followed by Detroit, New York, and Boston. I guess you get some people time out and about, but not if you're working remotely, getting all the household needs delivered and whatnot. That would be tough even on introverts who are still social creatures by design. So I read once that not socializing could be the equivalent of smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. Now that's not good for you in case you hadn't heard. Anyway, after Boston, we have New Orleans, LA, Fort Lauderdale, and Las Vegas. Number nine, then 10, were Miami and Albuquerque, respectively. Look guys, lifestyle matters a whole lot, and as we've seen, lifestyle isn't just one or two things. It's a mixed bag, right? Money, housing, social opportunities and access, work flexibility, career advancement, nature versus concrete, we could go on and on. My wife says I have this ability to overanalyze at times, but the point that I'm making here is that some lifestyle variables have more weight than others, and it's important to carefully consider where you live now and where you want to live in the future. They say wherever you go, there you are, meaning that the location doesn't matter a whole lot, but I disagree. You can't run from problems or certain stresses, but you can run toward a better neighborhood, more take-home pay, better opportunities, and less stress. Running toward is different from running away. With that, let's go over what we laid out in this episode. And don't hesitate to contact me if you're moving, changing jobs, or concerned about your retirement planning. There's plenty to discuss with any big life change, and I'm here to help just reach out. Now, don't forget the link in the show notes if you want to compare how safe two cities are. And remember that the Sunbelt is getting more crowded as high earners head closer to the beach, milder winters, and with deeper pockets. We discussed how Florida is the most popular state for those moving and taking a big salary with them. We also break down how crucial it is where you live in respect to your health. Talk to a few retirees and ask them if they would go back and endure the severe stress of five or 10 years just to make 10 or 20% more in a certain city. And I'll bet you you'll get a unanimous, no way. Luckily today, you have more options with remote work and you can get a bigger salary, pay less taxes and live in a more peaceful city. Now I don't suggest anywhere near the Duttons, uh, Yellowstone reference by the way, a lot of violence near that ranch. Sorry again, I watched too much of that show. Guys, that's a wrap. Reach out when you need help with retirement plans, 401k rollovers, or other financial concerns. Have a tremendous rest of your day, and we can't thank you enough for fitting our show into your day. Oh, we put two bonus links in the show notes, by the way, to maps of more city rankings that will be of interest to you guys. See you next time. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult an appropriate qualified professional prior to making any decision. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor.